This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Okay, we have we haven't. It's been two days since we've caught up with Patrick, and a lot has happened in Minnesota Twinsville. It's funny because we did the episode with you a couple days ago, you know, with the latest on the Twins. Might hey, look out, Mets. He might sign, and lo and behold, he did. And they offered like forty million dollars more over six years than the Mets did. So um, I'm eating some crow. But how did? How did Scott Boris, I didn't really hear much of the press conference. I was sort of reading your tweets. How did he spin this whole thing? It was a spin job of fantastic. Because the question was going to be, okay, Carlos, how about your ankle? Blah, blah, blah. How about the ankle? And he turned it into basically an indictment of the orthopedia industry. (laughs) There's this raging controversy in the orthopedic industry as to whether all judgment should make by be made by hands-on uh, people who have treated a guy in the past and have dealt with him or reading MRIs. And it's apparently it's this raging controversy that's splitting apart the orthopedic industry. None of us knew about this, but every answer he gave, uh, what, what do you say, John? Eight answers? Did you watch it? I watched the whole thing. Yep, yeah. eight to ten. Six of the eight answers were went off on the uh, on this controversy in the orthopedic industry, orthopedic. But he also he looked a little defeated. He was not the bouncy, the bouncy Scott that he usually is. He was not the you know confident man. He was, uh, you know, this was a good place for him to have this conference in uh, Minnesota. Did they did they run it? They probably ran it a yeah. little bit anyway. ESPN nationally, right? Because of the because the the Mets' interest and stuff, but uh, yeah, he he looked a little defeated to me. So, Correa uh, pumped Boris up like Car- Carlos was right. like assuring him, "You did a great job, you did fantastic," and Boris yeah. sort of slumped down. And and, yeah. and Boris, it was the, the funniest thing was he so badly wanted to say we shouldn't be here. We should yeah. be in San Francisco. We should be in New York, except for these idiot doctors screwed us. Yes, right, the doctors. And, you know, some of us in the audience, as we got, as we heard these wonderful tributes to the Twins uh, medical staff, were, uh, were having mild chuckles after last season. <laughs> the, uh, the Chris, the Mets said no to Chris Paddock. Yeah, let's re- let's remember that. And we that's said, true. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I, I'm not. By the way, I think he's good for six years. I think he, he'll be fine. The guy, I mean, the guy looks like he's fantastic shape. You've ever seen. He's working out, and he's a sharp guy. And 
I, I think the thing is you got him for six instead of 12. But the, yeah. That's a good deal. That's a great deal. It's 34. He can play till he's 34 on it. He's played eight years on his ankle. He was, the ankle was injured in 2014. The next year he was the rookie of the year. So uh, it wasn't, uh, you know, I mean, somebody fixed it. I, I don't know who the original surgeon was, but uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was quite a, uh, a performance by Scott. I, I said, as, as most things do, it reminded me of Otter in uh, at the hearing for his fraternity in Animal House when he, uh, he turned it into an indictment of the entire fraternals fraternity society in America. (laughs) That's basically, it wasn't a controversy that the twins were passing on him. The controversy that is ripping apart orthopedia is is, uh, whether you should just read an MRI or you should be somebody who's, well, if you, if you didn't do it just by reading MRIs, then nobody'd ever go anywhere because they're not, he's basically saying, the twins doctor dealt with him and he handled the, and they should be making the decisions. Well, yeah, but now he's a free agent. So the, he's, the other doctors have to read MRIs, right? That's, yes. uh, that's how they're going to make their judgments. But it was, By the way, um, uh, it I, was I wanna, the forest performance of the first magnitude. Yes. I want to play 10 seconds of this clip that we, so we were actually digging around the other day for, what are the New York sports radio hosts saying about the Vikings? And, and, and they're all just kind of condescending. They're clowning Kirk Cousins. No. But the first 10 seconds of this clip, it's, it's the end of this overnight guy on WFAN, Sal. He's wrapping up a point. This is like from three days ago before Correa signed with the Twins. He's wrapping up a segment about Carlos Correa and the Mets and the Twins here. Check this out. I think the Mets have drawn their line in the sand and are waiting on Boris. I mean, come on. Minnesota is not going to have anywhere near what the Mets have to spend. Matt is calling from Far wa- uh, Rock. <laughs> well, they, uh, they, uh, the the other thing I took, you know, they two hundred million, you know. But, oh, here another another spin by Scott. This can be, you know, because the magic number for Scott was always three hundred million, right? Yeah, yeah. This can be a three hundred million dollar. If you throw in what he made with the twins last year, and he goes to the full extent of the thing, but that was a desperate, that was a desperate Scott moment to get three hundred million out there, right? We made three hundred million. What's the twins? uh, So Falvey is kind of Falvey did admit, sort of like, yeah, you know, you just we there's there was some luck involved, but was it? So Boris said that Falvey just kept calling him. Even though that's what they kept saying, yeah, we're still interested. We're still interested. Well, things started falling. I think once the, you know, giants thing, you know, and uh, that's what I got, got the impression. By the way, Falvey. Now somebody said he ultimately was used seventeen times during the, the speech because we used to look for collaboratively all the time with the with the Falvey, but I think he's really smoothed out his BS game, don't you? Because it used to be really yeah. kind of stilted and the buzzwords, you know, what what I should be saying. He's a pretty smooth BS. He's a real, you know, six years on a job has made him a really smooth BSer. I got to give him credit for that. And Thad's gone now. So, like, Thad, used to have Thad, to bring in Levine. Yeah, Thad sits in the crowd now. Thad, Thad can't sit in the 
the table because they got to have Joe Polat up there because they're trying to, they are, they are pushing the Joe Polat is in charge narrative very hard here. So that's, uh, that's why they have. Yeah. Joe no Thad, no Dave St. Peter. Much, a much Dave different. In the uh, back, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I did have a chance to uh, tell Scott the, uh, my favorite, Scott Boer's story, which goes back to his first real client, Tim Belcher, 1983, when he was negotiating with George Brophy, uh, the hot-headed Irishman, who it was a little different relationship between Scott and the twins back then. And uh, I've told this story many times, but Scott was, Brophy was screaming at him down there in the Metrodome offices about how he was a horse bleep player and he was a horse bleep negotiator and he was you know screaming and hollering at him and it was resounding around in that little office and he slammed down the telephone and some young woman who had just started working for the twins came over and said to Jim Rance who was Brophy's assistant uh is Mr. Brophy okay, Mr. Rance? He says, oh, yeah, he was just talking to his wife. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> humor, 1983 humor right yeah, there. Yep. We that's they can't get away with it. And Belcher anymore. didn't sign, so Belcher Scott Boris got his way. Calvin moves into the new stadium. One month into the stadium, he trades all his guys who were making any money, right? Smalley, Weinigar, he starts, he trades his whole team. The next year, you know, they're the worst team in baseball. They have the number one draft choice. They don't sign one, two, or three. Uh, the, the first pick, Tim Belcher, second pick, Billy Swift, who pitched a long time in the big leagues, and yep. third player, Odeby McDowell Jr., who played quite a bit in the big leagues. Those were the first three picks. They signed none of them. Welcome to the Metrodome, ladies and gentlemen. Come on and uh, follow our twins. It's going to be great. And four years later, they won the World Series with all these young guys. Too much talent, Pat. They they can't sign them. Too much talent. You know what they drew their first year in the Metrodome? New stadium with a roof? 915,000, I believe it was. Wow. It was Hmm. under a million. It was under a million. Did we do? Did so, we do well in April? Did people come out as as like a novelty, and then they just stopped because the team was bad, did, or was it? The one thing it did was it made opening night a thing. You know, the people started coming on opening night, but before that, it was, opening day wasn't really a big deal. I mean, it was a couple of times when there was the sun was out and all the youth went out there and drank, but uh, not. It wasn't a big deal until uh, they moved to the dome. But no, they they. They did not draw well. Yeah, actually, you know what they did get? They did start getting the college, you know, because, hell, you could sit out in left field for three bucks or something. It was great. Yep. Yeah, the, oh, the yeah. Hormel uh, Classic yep. back yeah, in the day, the Dairy Queen Classic, whatever it was called. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the, well, but for Twins games, you could sit out in left field for nothing. Yep. Yep. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, right. They had deals for Twins games and stuff. But, yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, you know. I'm glad they signed him. It'll be more fun to watch. I'm I'm fine with it, but yeah. I am really I am really fearful they're going to trade a rise. Well, that was my next question: is sort of what's what's next here? Is there, there's been some buzz that they've been in trade discussions, maybe a position player like a rise or Kepler for a pitcher. What do you well, think? Do that, that, this is what they've not... been focused on for three months, and now they can do other yeah. things. So they're uh, they're I've I've heard they're really getting lowballed on Kepler. I mean, they're kept people want to give. 
assign Kepler's value to the last two years, and you can't blame him for that, right? Yeah, he can't but hit. Nobody, no. Nobody's offered him anything. And uh, and Arise, for some reason, they they just don't value it unless you hit it out of the ballpark. So they, you know, they one of their stats is that somebody told me, one of the stats that you said, they've hit fewer home runs than any other first First base had fewer home runs than any other team in baseball. Well, so what? Now you got second baseman and eight home runs and shortstops. It's not like the old baseball where the corner outfielders and the corner infielders were all your power and everybody, you know, yeah. it doesn't work that way anymore. You need some good at-bats on this team. You need some good at-bats. And that's why you need a rise. And uh, it's stupid that they're going to trade him, but I think they are. And because they're, I think they're kind of mad at him too because he wouldn't sign the. They offered like a you know four year deal. They wanted to get him a cheap deal like they yeah. gave Kepler and Polanco, and he didn't take it. But that's you know any PR you got from signing Correa goes right out the window if you sign a rise, don't you feel? If you trade, yeah, if you trade him, I mean, um, if you trade a rise, yeah. Correa on board with that too? Like I, yeah, well, I would. Think- Correa wants to hit two. I want a rise hitting one because I get to see eight pitches, right? <laughs> You know, yeah, that's what I'm Correa. saying. Yeah. Nobody more than Correa likes to, you know, he's very scientific about what yeah. pitchers are doing to him and things like that. So, yeah, if he's the assistant GM, he's got to be saying, don't trade our leadoff hitter. So, so Patrick, is, is the fence com- going to uh, be moved in? Your your question, I thought, was sort of tongue-in-cheek, and Correa no. was like, oh, no, no, we've talked about that <laughs> fence already. Well, he gave me kind of a big startled look like, were you listening to our conversation last night or something? And it was like, you know, because I said, are you at peace with the right field wall? Because uh, you gave it a few dirty looks last year. And he kind of looked and smiled. And, and apparently they had discussed it. They, there's nothing they can do. But I don't know. Maybe they can draw a line above Detroit's the Detroit's going to move their, their fences in now. Baltimore created that horrific thing. To move their Detroit's down. already moved them in. Detroit's already moved them in once. They're going to move them in again. They announced yesterday yeah. they're bringing them in more. <laughs> get it, wow. like fifty feet over the course of twenty years. Are they going to do something like Baltimore and just uh, maybe they're going to take a like a big part of right center field and just bring two walls in? And make <laughs> yeah, it, you know, and then you cyclone fence, Pat. Screw fence, cyclone <laughs> fence. Just <laughs> put a cheap fence. fence in front of the. Yes. <laughs> Rick and, and then what was it? Did they have a little? It was just a little, uh, like box, wasn't it? That they, yeah, did? yeah, it was a temporary piece of crap fence for Carew. Why did they do that? What year was that? It was about uh, 76. 76, okay. But so the year he hit 14 home runs, 77, was that it? Did they have the crew fence? That I'd year? have to look. Yeah, I would have to look too. Yeah, they did. They just built it goofy fence in front of left field uh i don't i don't know people are it's uh you know it's a good thing but let's hear people are also worried about what's this do to royce lewis uh next time they put royce in center field they can hit him some fly balls first right they can kind of say uh you know maybe uh i know you played it three years ago in a fall league 
but maybe we should have a refresher course here and hit you a couple of fly balls before we come and put you in center field. Let's talk about the warning track here. For yes, a few right. yes, let's refresh you on the warning track. Well, but remember, I, though, Correa, when he signed with, not signed, when he agreed to that contract with the Mets, it was to play third base. Yeah, but who wants him at third base? I'm saying if a hell of a shortstop, it's stupid. I know, but Go in a couple slow. in a couple years, if he's if his maybe. ankle starts to flare up and he's slowing down, <laughs> you know, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. But Royce Lewis is a mediocre shortstop defensively. Could you put Royce at third? Would you rather have Royce at third or center field? I want Royce probably to be the backup to both those guys and play. When, when you're the backup to Buxton, you play 80 games, right? <laughs> and true. then when you're in center field, even if he plays 120, 40 of them are going to be as a DH, right? He's only going to play. If, if he's healthy, he's going to play 120 games, and half of, half of them are going to be in as a DH. So the backup the backup center fielder, who had, they're, they're done with Gilberto Celestino, I believe, uh, at least – if Lewis gets healthy, but I can see him being the backup at both shortstop and center field, and maybe left play some left field too. I I, I don't know. I think we're, it, it's going to have to. Well, let's see how Miranda is at third base. If he's, I think he's going to be bad. But if he's okay, then then I don't know what you do. But I still feel like even with Korea, the, this whole thing still kind of hinges on like a- Alex Kirilov's wrist, Royce Lewis coming back with his mm-hmm. knees, right? If, Yes. If those things don't happen, I don't know if I don't really know what this is for the next three to five years. The more I think about it, the more I think signing Joey Gallo is a sign of pessimism about Kirloff. That yeah. uh, he's going to be able to play because to me, he's way more important than Royce Lewis as far as now, especially if Correa signed. But he is going to be if that kid would have stayed fully healthy, he bats three, four, or five. For the next ten years, yeah, he's he's and probably is their best hitter. That is a, you know, he doesn't have the lift. He does not a home run swing, but that is a, that is a glorious uh, swing. That's gonna in the modern baseball, you're gonna hit three ten and knock in a whole bunch of runs, mm. and it's it's too bad. But I mean, this sounds like that. I had a couple of people tell me this too, not high up in the thing that the, basically a last gas gas surgery they gave him shortening the bone or whatever the hell it is they're doing that'd be too bad because that kid could hit man what's he gonna do with his life ball you know isn't he a big baller he's terrible, come man. become a he's gonna, he's gonna he's he's gonna be a baller the, the pro bowling uh, i remember being on the the conference call at target field and they draft him five years ago and he said he has bowled like numerous 300 games before he's like a really good bowler <laughs> dead serious <laughs> So well, someone needs to take money. the mantle from Pete Weber, right? Yes. <laughs> it's a little, uh, there's a little less money in that for him. But, uh, anyway. Who do you think you are? I, I am. am. That's Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> what uh, What uh, happened to our, uh, we're at Hot Wolves last Woo! night. We can't handle, we can't handle those mighty Pistons. Uh, Pistons, again, not having, again, not playing their players. <laughs> Opening to lose, and they get 130 something. They ran him out of the gym. The, the second back, half was back to back awful. Too. The second half was we, embarrassing. And now we got the Edwards controversies. I'm, I'm kind of all from his quotes to Chris Hine. Now what, what? What were they? What was? Well, the he came. There? So they they declared him out. I guess oh, the hip flared up in the second quarter. They declared him out to start the second half, and then mm-hmm. he mysteriously checked back in. 
So they're like, well, that's pretty rare to have a guy de- declare it out. And post game, he essentially said, yeah, I told, told him I could go back in. And his quotes basically insinuated that, well, somebody had to go in and try. Somebody had to try. I think he's just disgusted, but I don't blame him for that. Yeah. Did Torian Prince get a, a sprained ankle? He came back yes, right away, though. He did. It, it's pro- it might flare he, up a little bit. But. They've needed him a lot more than I thought they did. But he's not like, he's, he's not a bad player. So they, that would have been, but God, what a bad loss. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unreal. So anyhow, yeah, well, the Twins, uh, the Twins, uh, you know, I looked at the pitching, by the way. There's no really nobody to go get. The only way you can pit, get any pitching now is to make a trade. You know, yeah. there's, there's nobody That's left. Awesome. But Michael Watt is it as far as the starter. And, uh, and uh, you know, he wouldn't be terrible, but he's, you know, five and gone, as, as Phil was pointing out. But, uh, you know, there's nothing. There's there's no high-priced pitcher to go get. The people, ah, they should have spent it on pitching. There's nowhere to spend it on pitching once uh, about four guys sign. And I'd rather, if if they were going to devote thirty three million dollars a year to someone, I'll take the twenty eight year old shortstop over the Carlos five pitching Rodan. options and Carlos yeah. Rodon and yeah, yeah. You're, I would I would too, but uh, you know people are people want to be mad at the Twins and the Twins have given them pretty good reasons, including four hundred dollar jerseys. <laughs> yeah, they need to go win games. They need to go yeah. win games in a playoff. Now game. your next move is to hold a press conference, tell everybody this is a very important announcement, and then tell them you're cutting beer prices by thirty. There we go. Yes, that would that would, get, that would do more. That would bring more people back than China signing Carlos Correa. I guarantee you. Yep. Cut the beer prices, and I don't drink, but I feel <laughs> sorry for the guy paying thirteen bucks for a beer. Come on. Price. Pat is a man of the people, a man of the drinkers. Uh, we're going to get your. Uh, go when ahead. I'm at the uh, thing next Thursday, maybe that'll be my speech at the, uh, <laughs> the Diamond Awards. Mayor of Target Field. Cheaper beer. Come on, let's go. Here. Drink responsibly, but drink a lot drink. and drink cheaper. <laughs> Yes, yes, that's true. All right, we'll get your uh, we'll get your official Vikings Giants breakdown tomorrow, Pat. So. I love Be the prepared. fact. That, I love the fact that so many people are mad that people are picking the Giants. Well, first of all, everybody's got to pick an upset the first weekend, right? And this team's easy to pick against, right? Because they might come out and stink, and then they yeah, they might come out and win by twenty five. So anyway, yeah, go win the game. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. See you, Pat. All right. You can find. Uh... You can find Roycey multiple days a week on the Roycey Unchained podcast feed and uh, also here on the Scornorth YouTube channel. See you guys.